Does everybody know what time it is? A do time. <laughs> That's right. It's grunt work. Lost my show trying to act casual. Can't stop. I might end up in the hospital. Changing my home. I feel like an accident. K&B's back to explain their tool experience. Isn't it weird? Wilson's obscure to me. Wasting away. And Brad still loves Heidi. I'm ready to leave. I pod the cast in front of me. Podcasts lost. Podcasts are never what they seem to be. Nothing left, no information left of any kind, here on Gruntwork, the only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement to cover all 203 episodes of the show in exhaustive, sometimes excruciating detail. I'm your host, Truman, the parting is man caps, and with me as always is my co-host Landon, the is such sweet sorrow man Solano. Landon, <laughs> it's good to see you. It's it's good to be seen and and uh, ribbed from. I I oh did I did I did I steal your <laughs> wait wait which thing did I rip from you? You I did those nicknames last week. No, you didn't. No 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 no. <laughs> kind of I did I did a, a a foodly take on them, but okay okay so yeah I didn't I didn't rip from you so much as I parodied you. Maybe I did kind of the mockbuster version of what you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you know, look, but but folks, everything in culture is kind of a recycled version of what came before it. Uh, so so as we <laughs> bid adieu to home improvement, we're also trying to make a greater statement about the self-referential nature of media itself. Mm, yeah, uh, really lofty think. goals. I know. Well, hey, right now at the at the very end of the series, this is when we're going to get serious about uh, about our commentary. <laughs> this, is, this is the one that's going to get us on Larry King Live. This this is the one, and well, it's except it's going to be Larry King dead, and um, I mean, so uh, presumably this is the one that'll get us on Larry King dead because we will die in the process. So uh, you can't yeah. see me doing the metal, giving you the horns right now. But okay, I'm, I'm glad um, I'm, I'm glad that's the finger gesture you're giving me, and not anything else. <laughs> Oh we, God, Truman! There's a there's a lot going on here. Yep, yep. There really is. Do, I mean, I'm I'm. People have, keep asking me when I tell them that. Oh yeah, I watched the last episode. They're asking, "Are you emotional? Did you get emotional?" And I keep mm. telling them, I kind of can't believe that it's real. You know, it yeah. kind of doesn't feel like we're done. Well, I'll 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 give you this little tidbit now. Oh. Um. I've Secrets. watched this final episode three times. Wow. Yeah. I watched it uh, a little bit last week, um, but then I ran into some plumbing issues uh, and had to stop it like six minutes in. And I thought, oh, I got to I gotta start over. And so like, I gave it some time so I wouldn't really have a disruption to my experience. And then I started from the beginning and watched it. And then... Uh, I thought, yeah, we're going to go into recording, you know, why not be brushed up on the last episode, mm -hmm. <laughs> do your work and, um, and watch it one more time. So I watched it just shortly before we started recording. So, so kind of the, 
you know, th- this was a three-episode experience for viewers. You gave yourself a three-episode experience, but just watching the same episode three times. Yes, that is correct, sir. I mean, of the of the three episode finale, this is probably the strongest of the three. So it's really, it's like you watched Empire Strikes Back three times. You just skipped out on the Ewoks <laughs> entirely. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That would be, well, I mean, not chronologically the equivalent. I mean, that would be watching the clip show, but. Yeah, oh, well, okay, true, true. Um, <clears throat> yes, but so did a, you, well, yeah, the, to the emotional question, it's, it's interesting, and I, I have a, my, my super power is also my super fault, which mm. is sometimes I'm too aware of something that's happening in the moment mm-hmm. to actually be able to feel the emotions of what I should be feeling in the moment for that yeah. thing, because I'm too, too aware present. of it taking place. Yeah. 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 Uh, and this is kind of one of those um, moments where, as you were doing the cold open, I'm like, well, this is the last time we're going to do that. Oh, this is the last time Sherman's going to be doing the talk singing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the first thing in my head whenever these things were, were occurring. So, uh, it's a little, I don't know, it's a little distracting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I, I maybe we'll only really truly process that this is over when we listen to the episode <laughs> after the fact. Um, yeah, which is well, and you know, we still have our our uh, season eight spectacular coming up, and you know, there are other reflections. We're not done with home improvement, which I think is w- what's tricking me a little bit. You know, because yeah. I had a similar like I had, you know, my partner asked me about you know watching the last episode and. You know, I'm like, but all of our partners are so concerned about us. Like, are you okay? You've been <laughs> watching the show for finally over. Are you yeah. free? You can go now. Um, <laughs> the uh, and I, I guess it's it what what makes it a little less emotional. I think a the episode in and of itself, but <laughs> also uh, that we're not done talking about home improvement. Like, we still no. have hours of reflection coming up, oh, and. I maybe <laughs> I mean I don't want to put pressure on my future self but maybe I will feel differently when we do our final home improvement reflections mm-hmm. you know and like th- this is the last word we'll say that gr- this is the last word grunt work will have about home improvement and yeah. so, uh, s- kind of similarly while watching this for the third time I was like well what what were the last words that home improvement decided to leave us with. <laughs> Don't, oh man! But when you think about that, you then realize what what they were, and it kind of is upsetting. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, we'll get to that in due time. But um, yeah. So I, I think maybe in the 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 final episode that we do, it, it might be a little bit different. But yeah, I, I felt I felt less emotion than I thought I would. Yeah. Yeah, because this episode, like, um, you know, I, I, I mean, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm jumping the gun on my personal reflections. Who can say? But this episode is kind of uh, home improvement in a nutshell. It is wildly inconsistent. One minute it'll really be tugging at heartstrings, and the next minute it will be making a fart sound. And uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's, it's like it, me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, we are we are the we are the best suited to be talking about this show. I guess we finally <laughs> learned after all these years, no one could do this but us, or the other people who made home improvement podcasts before us. But we're still not going to talk about them. Uh, um, I okay, so I guess 
we're at the end of you know our our typical segments, I guess. Uh, so I guess I, I I should get some closure on Home Improvement Corner. Yeah, yeah. You wait. You're never gonna have to fix up your house ever again. You're done. <laughs> I fix it all. I'm done. You you ripped out all the pipes. There's no running water in the house. There's going to nope. be no more issues. <laughs> well, that was, if you remember, that's where we left things off. I, I had a washer dryer uh, shut off valve issue. Yeah. And uh, just a recap previously on, um, <laughs> it was that I would have uh, either a two second fix or mm. I would have catastrophe in my house. Yeah. And um, by just replacing the the knob and the retaining nut on this thing, on this CPVC um, shutoff valve that had cracked. So I turn the main water off uh, so there's no water going to it, though there's still always going to be some retaining in the pipe that you have to, you know, have a bucket ready for. And it's going to come spewing out until it stops. <laughs> Great. Something to look so, forward to. Yeah. So I had a bucket of water in my basement. But um, – <laughs> Uh, I got the retaining nut and the the shutoff valve part, the the plug that actually you know goes into the pipe to stop it, and found that the one that they used, believe it or not, from when they built this place twenty years ago was twenty years old. So hmm. <laughs> they've made uh, differences in um, shutoff valves, and so the one that I got didn't fit the uh, the old one. So. Uh, I had to move forward, okay, two-minute, you know, the two-minute version of this wasn't going to work. I got to move on to, oh, shit, I got to saw this previous one off the pipe and not damage the pipe that it's attached to (laughs) and hope that uh, I don't fuck things up to the point where I can't shut it off. And then I got to, you know, like, there's a whole, like, stress factor with it that I can't even really convey. It's it's um, sort of a, a hurt locker situation. You're diffusing a bomb, and you got sweat <laughs> dripping down your forehead, and and your hands yeah, are trembling. Kinda, yeah. kinda, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and because like, in order to the way that you attach CPVC together is through cement and bonding agent, and so like getting it off of each other is not like a you know brass pipe or you know copper pipe or anything where you just can screw it and there's going to be pipe threading and stuff. Uh, It's like they're attached. Mm -hmm. And so I had to be very diligent when I was using my hacksaw to cut through uh, just the shutoff valve part, because if I went too deep, I would be cutting into the main line below it and it would require like sawing off even more and then getting a coupling and extension and then getting an additional, you know, like a whole thing installed while I couldn't turn the water back on because the the there'd be no shut off valve for that. It would just be water in my basement. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know how long I'd have to have the water shut off before a plumber can come and like it just became a whole thing. Uh luckily I got uh this is gonna have such <laughs> lackluster ending but how fitting is that for this episode <laughs> I, I mean that's um, that's that's what it's about sometimes things in life just peter out like the show home improvement yeah. the uh um the old shutoff valve even though it was cracked i still got it to fit inside of uh the the old pipe um <gasps> so that when i turned the water back on it didn't you know um shoot out or water leak out of it uh 
miracles. And that was like, okay, great. I can at least have water while I wait for a plumber to come and take care of this shit. And I called a plumber, and they took care of that shit. Okay, but this is kind of a fitting ending, because in the very first episode of Home Improvement, Tim is so adamant that there not be a handyman come. He's going to fix the dishwasher himself, and in the end, Jill winds up calling the handyman. It's kind of... You just you, you got yourself there without having to be locked outside naked with just your tool belt. Like you just finally came around and right. were like, you know what? I, I've I've triaged this enough to stop an imminent disaster. Now it's time for a professional. Yeah. And the operative word there was had to. You know, I wanted to and did just go out naked, but you know, that I wasn't forced to that, that by was, the situation. It was completely of my own vocation. Yeah, that was just that was just part of your plan for the day anyway. That's why you're so popular in your neighborhood. <laughs> that's why that's why every, that's why everyone's fences are in such such good uh, working order. <laughs> well, yeah, well, why? So that they could peer at me through their little knot holes. I, well, yes, yeah, so they can. So they can peer at you through the knot holes, but so you don't know. Like, so they don't. They don't have you seeing them looking at you. That's you know you. Forget oh. about it, Landon. It's Voyeur Town. <laughs> um, but okay. Here, here's the last thing, and I guess this there will never be any resolution to this part. But Ooh. Uh, I called the plumber, and they were great. They they're right down the street. Very nice people. But uh, I didn't get a quote from them. This this is oh. mostly on my shoulders. Okay. Uh, okay. I didn't get a quote from them over the phone, mm. even though I I emailed you know I texted them some photos of what I needed done, and it, they're shut off valves. They're like five dollar parts at the you know at Menards. Yeah, uh, they'll probably charge and... you exactly that. Five bucks. <laughs> they came out. I mean, they did come out quickly, uh, like same day, but they were here like maybe 25 minutes. Mm, so mm-hmm. and and then after that, they're like, we'll send you a bill. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> and I that was Ominous. like two days ago. So have not um, have not received the bill. I don't know how much I'm paying for this thing <laughs> where. With a little more time and you know resources, I I might have attempted to do it myself, but uh, yeah. So the, there, uh, point being, to, to your, you mentioning Tim, uh, like there is a point in my life where I'm like, this will take up more time than I want to dedicate to it, and there are professionals out here who've learned this trade. Uh, I will respect them and just bring them in for this. And and just and basically just give them give them free reign and and find out after the fact what I'm what and I'm paying for all of it. That's the other scary part. I mean, there has to be a ceiling to it, right? I mean, they're not going to charge me thousands of dollars. I, I think it might have taken it might be taking so long to get a bill because they they keep running out of printer ink because the bill they're printing is so long. Like a a, a semi truck is going to back up in front of your house, and men are going to be unloading crates full of of just the bill itemized. <laughs> I shouldn't have hired CVS to do my typing. <laughs> yeah, mo- yeah. It, there's only one line item on the bill, but everything else is just weird promotional <laughs> offers and everything. They, uh, you know, they cut down an entire rainforest just to give you that information. Oh, God. Um. Hey, but oh. you, ha- but you hate rainforests. Uh, there's lots of water in them, so uh, you know. I ch- I like water. I just don't like it in my house. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I. I'm just saying. You. You know what? I. I'm living in a drought-stricken state. That's kind of. That's kind of the place to be for it, man. You moved in the wrong direction if you don't like water in your house. Well, we also had a drought this year. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, you, the the one-upsmanship. <laughs> so uh, mine's as bad as yours. <laughs> <laughs> um. And your wasps are bigger. Um. True. 
Well, that okay. Well, so that's a, so kind of a cliffhangery ending to Home Improvement Corner. Is Landon? Uh, how big is the bill going to be? Uh, will his house ever have more problems? Um, I guess you better hope that uh, that maybe we touch on this in our in our uh, super spectacular episodes. Maybe there will be. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not... I had I had twenty one guns here to salute the the putting to bed of Home Improvement Corner, but I guess. Sorry, fellas. Go, go wait a couple more weeks. I mean, I mean, look. Did did you ask the the, the twenty one Marines who you had come out with the guns? Did you ask them for a quote ahead of time, or are they just going to send you a bill after too? Because th- this is going to run up some costs, Landon. All this pomp and circumstance. I I know how to pinch a penny. First of all, they were twenty, not twenty one, and oh. also they weren't Marines. They were just <laughs> Wisconsin militia. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That way to use your environment. Actually, that is that is a good way to be thrifty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man lord okay so what, <laughs> what do we do, do on this show yeah well what's what do we do well landon our, our our final opportunity to to just smoothly go into doing what the show is about we didn't do uh landon <laughs> we watched an episode of home improvement for the last time in our lives um we did i watched it for the last time three times yeah exactly <laughs> you you groundhog dayed this episode a couple times um <laughs> What happened in this, the final episode of the TV show Home Improvement? Now, Truman, I'm not Truman Caps, but uh, I <laughs> am going to preface my synopsis this week. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That's good. I'm, I'm the one who loves prefaces. You're the one who loves parameters, and together somehow we make it work. <laughs> uh, I wanted to distill the final episode uh, into its most purest haiku form. Okay. So this is a single stanza synopsis haiku. Oh shit. Get re- get ready to feel completely at peace everybody. I have tried to pack in every event in this episode into a single pure haiku. Here we go. <clears throat> Al and Trudy wed. The Taylors mm-hmm. decide to move and the fence comes down. Now I'm emotional. Now I've got now I've got feelings about what's happening. Um, although I I have okay I ha- I actually do have some factual quibbles with it, but I'll save that for for our deep dive. Okay, but that's that's okay, okay. That, that's beautiful. So yeah, aside from the fact that it may not be an accurate representation of what happened, I think a top notch synopsis. Uh, well, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I, watching it the third time, which I watched after I wrote this. Uh, I, I know the second line you're going to take question with, which yes. is totally fine. Yes. Um, but uh, do you want to try to guess? We know what the title is. We do. So we're, why, why try to go through the, the you know, the lipstick of, of pretending you're guessing a new title? Yeah. Here's not what go I want to do lipstick. instead. Yeah. This, uh, if you had, now that you've seen all three parts of this finale – what title would you come up with to uh uh to name these episodes? What what do you think is more fitting? Give uh, me your give me your sh- uh, titles. Okay. Well, so so I think first option that's most fitting for kind of all three of these uh would be Tooldaloo. Like <laughs> Tootaloo, but the word tool has tool. been effortlessly beautifully just just <laughs> Just fits like a glove inserted in yeah. there, much much like much like a CPVZ pipe connecting to whatever the other thing you mentioned was. Uh, just much like just... Ace Ventura into a parking spot. 
exactly. First try. Um, like a glove. Um, okay, so my... Don't, my do, do not dare edit that out. I do not d- edit out me me doing a Jim, a very half-assed Jim Carrey impression. Fine, yes. no. I'll, yeah. You know, th- th- this episode, I'm not even going to edit. I'm just going to slap the theme song oh, on the front of it and the back of it. Hey. And, just, and just, it's going to go up clean. Warts uh, and all, I'm all for that. In fact, uh, there was someone on the Discord who was just complimenting your your impression saying they're flawless and that we should do more of them oh okay well that that's well that person is going to be uh i think just disappointed in general uh but in this case they won't be um okay next option too late to turn back now hmm yeah okay okay i like that one thank you thank you yeah And, and last one and this this applies primarily to the episode that we watched Stop making shows. <laughs> yeah, you get it. This guy gets it. This guy knows what's I, going on. I mean, that was was uh, custom playing to me. And boy, oh boy, do we have something to talk about in a minute. But oh boy, um, <laughs> I as listen as much as I know, I'm the single audience for that last one. Um, I think Toodaloo is actually such Tool. a great title. I'm shocked that they haven't used it. Tooldooloo. Yeah, that's what I said. Tool, yeah, yeah. tool de loo. I just tool said it de fast. Yeah, okay. Tool de loo. Get the rest of the podcast just be us going. Um, okay, well that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you like that one best. Um, it does. <laughs> I mean, they maybe they didn't go with it because they already had an episode this season called Adios, and it's like how many different True. goodbye type names can we go with? Well, twenty seven if they tried. And they just didn't try. Folks, you always got to try hard. That's the that's the <laughs> final message of grunt work from two people who have always tried very hard to make a good podcast. You've always got to try. Oh, Truman, uh, I'm sorry. None of those are the right title. Now, really? What? What? <laughs> uh, but this episode aired May 25th, 1999. That was the date that... The world stopped seeing new Home Improvement episodes. The, the day the music died. <laughs> it was written by old hands at this at this point. Bruce Ferber, Lloyd Garver, and Marley Sims. <sighs> oh, man. The, the, uh, the never three a trio amigos. before, though, yeah. interestingly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. It was usually just Ferber and Garver. This is kind of their, their Avengers Assemble moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and directed by... The only fitting person, I think, Mr. John Pasquin. Yep, yep, fitting. Uh, friend of the show, uh, guest on the show, <laughs> well, John Pasquin. Guest, guest on the show six years ago. Uh, acquaintance, brief brief acquaintance of the show, John Pasquin. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, there, there was a time where, like, I had his number in my phone. I eventually deleted it because I'm like, this is just kind of creepy and sad to hold someone's never in your phone who you're never going to call again but i i do there were times through the years where i'm like is he sitting around wondering should i have maybe not given my phone number to two random <laughs> podcasters who know a little too much about the work i'm doing <laughs> you should have just bet you if you just if you'd booty called him then maybe he would have thought that if you just texted him you up you know you up you want to discuss uh season three you up uh, oh, th- then he would have, but yeah, he probably he probably forgot that he gave you his phone number in the same way that he forgot our podcast existed the minute he stopped recording uh, <laughs> with point. us. Yeah, 
you're right. Yeah. I, I think that our biggest takeaway from this has been how how unimportant we are in the grand scheme of things, really. Just a, just a <laughs> pale blue dot. You know, I should have texted him just a screenshot of our, our screen whenever we watch one of his movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, yeah, you if you if you still had his number, this right now would be the perfect time to text him. Just like, hey, dude, still doing still doing the podcast, watching your last episode. Uh, maybe he would have maybe he would have called you, and he could have been like a surprise guest. Oh God! Well, well, let's not set up false uh, hopes for our listeners. Uh, I mean, I think we, we have made we have made zero it pretty clear that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 there, no, no, no surprises, folks. If you listen to any of the other two hundred and two episodes of this show, that's a pretty good primer for what the rest of this one's going to be. <laughs> um, well, okay then. So, Landon, how did you feel mm-hmm. about this this here episode of Home Improvement that you've watched three times? See, I gave you, I gave you the final word on that one. I know that's, you got that's, it out first. That's sweet of you. Um, how did I feel about this? I am glad I watched it three times. Yeah. Um, because I, I was distracted. I the 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 dust they kicked up distracted me enough from w- what was actually happening, which is a whole lot of just writing and eraser marks yep yep (laughs) uh so when i watched it the first time it was there's a lot going on that that kept me from being objective about the episode uh Mm -hmm. you know like why am i not feeling more emotion about this yeah uh, oh that was the last time that they did that that's the last time they did that uh what's the final word that's spoken on this show you know stupid Mm -hmm. shit yeah um so watching it again was not a great experience i'll admit uh minus one point um it's real and it made me reanalyze and we talked about this i think in long the the part one of this which is that it was hard to assess because it didn't conclude with anything yeah now now that it's concluded i'm able to go look back at that last episode and some of the things where i'm like oh okay you just were like that's a wrap on Marty with that line. That's a wrap with Heidi <sighs> on that line. That's a wrap with Brad yep. on that line. Yep. Uh, that retroactively make me go back and go that not great, not not satisfying. Yes. Yes. I, so I, I'm I'm earmarking that to so we can come back to a larger discussion in a minute. But how did you feel specifically? You know, I I feel like probably I should have watched it three times because I'm having only watched it once yesterday. I'm kind of, it's just sort of been trickling in ever since watching it. Like, oh yeah, that was the last word we got on Marty, a guy Mm -hmm. who has been going through some shit in his life and has a lot of drama happening and, and, and kind of loose ends and like, oh no, okay. He's just, he's uh, all right. uh, One off joke. And that's, that's the end of Marty. And it's like, oh yeah, that's, um, I'm yeah, I'm still just grappling with the fact that that's the that's the last word on all these characters. Well, and it's not even the jokes they go out on necessarily just like how they wrapped up their storylines. Like, if you remember, it ends with a joke with Marty in in part one. But yeah, what he's doing there is writing a check for his new apartment. Yeah. So it's just like good. Good for Marty and the twins, I guess. Do the twins still exist? (laughs) Who knows what happened to them? I mean, I mean, listen. He's moving into a swanky bachelor studio. Like maybe, maybe, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, the, maybe the twins moved to Costa Rica too, and he's just he's got a new lease on life. He's a single, uh, childless adult. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess I'm gonna foreshadow the how 
it, I, I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, but in the third time I watched it, I got like your level at Jill accepting an offer that doesn't pay her a living wage. Yeah. <laughs> that, I felt that rage for Heidi's last line. What, which is which is just basically rebuffing an unwanted, very creepy advance from Brad. Oh no no, that, well, I forgot about that. Um, no, a point that we'll get into in the cold open. But um, yeah, so I just want to foreshadow for uh, a few minutes from now. But yeah, so generally, I guess though, your your thoughts on watching it once, like, were you okay? And this transition this into the larger topic about this is this is the last show that you yeah. know, it's it's almost a thing in this era uh i'd say maybe fraser or everybody loves raymond is like the end of this how are we going to wrap up what's our final show going to be Mm -hmm. and you know this is definitely a show in that era remember how much people talked about the seinfeld finale oh yeah yeah like (laughs) you know like yeah like other channels just didn't air any counter programming out of respect like it was just everyone was going to watch seinfeld yeah out of respect yeah yeah definitely not we're gonna get tanked in the rankings well i mean Uh, i mean uh no like tv land they just showed a shot of a closed door the entire time i read about this (laughs) i guess tv land single beam of red light coming out of the people yeah exactly (laughs) it's the kenny rogers roaster jerry (laughs) um so I okay, I just was kind of pointing out that this is the era of how do we end these shows? Friends, you know, they mm-hmm. were all massive finales and all hit shows. Yeah. Th- this is how Home Improvement decided to go <laughs> to go out. Uh, yes. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing th- big to there's nothing sorry. You, what are your thoughts? No, no, no. You're no, you're you're perfect. Like I was sitting here thinking, like, shit. Why do, why am I not able to put this into words better? And you're nailing it. All these other shows made a huge production. You know, uh, uh, Friends is like whatever. Ross and Rachel getting together or whatever the fuck. I didn't watch Friends. Seinfeld. Everybody <laughs> goes to jail. Spoiler alert. You know, Frasier. He moves away and and goes off chasing a, a woman to to Chicago or something like that. Like there's. You know, all of these shows are kind of resolving things and tying things off. And yeah, Home Improvement, it's kind of just like, it doesn't even really resolve the the key conflict that's set up in these last few episodes. I of, know. Is, is Tim actually going to quit Tool Time? Is Jill actually, are, are they actually going to move to Indiana? Well, it we don't really know if that happens or not. Like, it's basically, yeah. what we get, it, the, the biggest thing that's resolved is Al getting married, great good happy for al but otherwise it's i mean even like even even they they take down the fence in the backyard tim and tim and wilson disassemble the fence together but it's like we don't see wilson's face and tim does see wilson's face but also it's like tim like i i kind of assumed like they've always been seeing wilson's face like they go over to wilson's house and like contrived yeah, that, that's a moment that felt like, oh, we we need to write for the heartstrings, even if it doesn't fucking make a lick of sense. <laughs> yeah, I like they they've dined in in Wilson's house. I, like, yeah, they've known each other for twenty years. Of course, they've seen his face. They, they've so they've. W- why does it look different, Tim? Yeah, exactly. What, what you you've been on that side of the fence a million times. It's not. It's this isn't like the Berlin Wall here or something like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, there were all these moments. So I think that the tension that I felt in the episode was seeing all these moments, and I was trying to lend them significance. I was trying to think, like, wow, this is it. This is the end, which is obscuring the fact that it's like, this is not... 
Like, the thing that we've said again and again through this season is, like, you've only got X number of episodes left with these people, and this is one of them. It's kind of like, this mm-hmm. was our our last time with all of these folks, huh? This was this was what we right. got. Yeah. It, it, the fin scene is an interesting one, because it feels like the most finale, like... Yeah, it's been a fixture of the show, and well, maybe maybe we should talk about it more in the deep dive. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, do you want to yeah. dive? Uh, yeah, I guess maybe. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we do here. Yeah, I, what just, do I'm we? Ju- do I'm here? just I'm looking around Gruntwork uh, Studios and just making sure that we're, you know, not leaving any scraps on the floor before we walk out the door. Mm. I don't I, I don't want them. I want that security deposit back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we we really we really fucked up by not just buying the studio outright. We shouldn't we shouldn't have leased it. We just didn't think the podcast was going to go on this long. We thought we'd lose interest pretty quick. Yeah, well, I guess I guess not. I guess it's time, huh? Yeah. Time to load up the van, load it with weapons, <laughs> packed up and ready to go. <laughs> Heard of some grave sites out by the highway. So not a place where. Not enough talk Nobody singing knows. on the show already. Wait, also, did you did you maybe forget to write a deep dive intro for the last time ever? The sound of gunfire, off in the distance. Okay, just just you're kind of just falling back on talking heads. I'm, I'm getting used to it now. Okay, lived in a brownstone. Yeah, lived in a ghetto. It's not not really like this is. I lived all over this deep dive. It's it's a song about about urban decay not really like fitting with the whole thing. That's fine. That's fine. It was good. Hey man, this is my my it's last opportunity decay. to dissect. Ah, that's good. That's good. So okay. So we we start out on the set of Tool Time uh Boy, where we. Tim has arrived for his last ever day of at work and there's a there's a <laughs> just computer on earth what uh, just on what <laughs> well you left it open before you said on tool time but it sounded like you were oh he's last flying that he is the last last breath on earth i uh, yeah th- this this is it i mean look this is he enters himself here all the time it would be that would okay listen that's the real finale is that it's just it's just the, the whole last episode is at tool time he's going to try some very elaborate build but this is the accident that kills him and just the you know the 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 wire comes loose the electricity arcs out towards him the second it touches his skin cut to black executive producer carmen finiestra just silence <laughs> just rolling them all that's it um no he's walking onto set there's a uh, there's a monitor that says so long tim that he walks past but he's getting ready for his uh, his last ever his last ever recording, and he's having a uh, he has a sentimental conversation with Al and Heidi, and uh, the grunt creep has packed up his bags and has got a hat on and is getting ready to go too. And uh, he shares with Al and Heidi that he and uh, he and Jill and the boys are going to move to Indiana, and this is upsetting. Al is very emotional about all of this, and then Heidi tells them that she's pregnant, and this is very exciting for all of them. And then uh, Morgan Wandell shows up talking about how they're going to burn everything down on this show. That's his plan. He's got all these fire marshals ready and they're going to, you know, they're going to burn down the entire tool time set. That's going to be the thing. And Tim and Al and Heidi all react negatively to that. And uh, once he leaves, uh, he's going to go and watch it at at the uh, Binford HQ now that he's the VP. Uh, Tim assures Alan Heidi, no, we're going to go out like we came in with style, with class and no staged accidents. And then, uh, Tim burns his hand on a waffle iron. I don't even know where to start unpacking. Cause there's so much to unpack. I mean, um, should we I'm, start with, with my rage and then move on so yeah, that we l- can, 
yeah, yeah. Let, let's start with, with let's start with your rage because you're still just a rat in a cage. <laughs> I mean, you're not too wrong in that I'm in a entire closet here, but uh, yeah, true, rather true. than a, a nice studio. Um, yeah, don't the... break the illusion for people. They think we have a Sorry, studio. Oh, yeah, keep at the last yeah, minute. Okay. One more episode. I yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, Gruntwork Studios, where we are the home of the, the home of the corner. Where huh. we make corners for pretty much anything that yeah. we can think of, if it means it'll fill time. Yeah, basically. Yeah, the the time waster corner. Uh, okay, what what made you rage? Okay, um, they immediately come in, kind of setting up. This is the last of this. This is the last of that. Can you believe everything's changing? Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, Tim very nonchalantly. Was just like, oh yes, yeah, last time you'll fucking ever see me. I'm moving to Indiana. Sorry, I didn't tell you before. Right the second, um, I guess yeah. whatever. Maybe maybe that's when it makes sense for him to tell them for the first time. But break it to him a little, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little it, easier. Yeah, this could have been like, a thing well, that you, I guess yeah. I didn't I didn't consider your feelings in this at all. I'm moving to Indiana, uh, and now that I'm saying it out loud, I probably should have asked you to sit down and told you that i have something to tell you and that we could talk it through but nope i'm gonna drop it like i told you that i broke my car hey yeah oh but by, by the way al uh you're not only uh, do you consider me to be your best friend but i'm also your landlord uh, i'm moving so i guess that's gonna fuck up your whole living situation <laughs> dear god um so that's kind of like what's going on here and then tim's like oh this is you know be so sad about all this like al you're getting married that's good and Al's like yeah you're right i am and then heidi just goes I'm pregnant. Yep. And like yep. what the, the Yep. F- there isn't any th- even Lisa who had less time on the show at least got the story conclusion of I'm going to school. I'm going to college to learn shit. Yeah. Heidi's just like I've been a fixture this whole time. You haven't treated me really like an equal, but guess what? I get to be pregnant again. Yep. Yep. More kids, more babies. Um, just like that's all they could think to give her and it was and you could even the way she delivers it I'm not I don't want to criticize Debbie Dunning too much here but there is a certain like really this is this is this is just a weird word weird sentence to say out loud in the context of what's happening here and it it's impossible to sell it it's it's so bizarre it's this thing that like and this is the last it gets mentioned this is the last you know it, it it didn't it wouldn't have nothing would have changed if she just hadn't said it at all. Like because there's no other send off for Heidi short of short of an explanation of this, why her husband yeah. isn't at the wedding. Uh, I mean, this is her American graffiti card, you know, uh, end title card of like, and you know, after the series, Al went on and and got married and was happily ever after, you know, and had a bunch of flannel babies. Yeah, uh, flannel the Taylors, babies. <laughs> they. The Taylors, they moved to Indiana, and Jill started a, a fantastic practice after uh, the tutelage of, of Professor Lee. And Tim found success, you know, uh, doing whatever the fuck Tim does. Yeah, uh, yeah. Heidi, got she's pregnant again. Yep, she made another baby. That's her, that's her <laughs> deal. Like, what's she going to do for work? Like, I'm more interested in what Heidi... Like, I also... Like, Tim alludes to this when he introduces Al, like, Al be starring in infomercials, which is like, yeah, that honestly makes sense. If anything, I feel like Tool Time is holding Al back since he clearly has, <laughs> you know, he, he's been establishing kind of a career for himself as a, as a pitchman and a salesman. But, like, 
what's Heidi's future? Like, clearly she has a, like, clearly she's popular and, and guys like her. Why is, well, I mean, you know, well, yes, guys like her. Maybe some women like her too. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I would love to get some sense of, like, now that your job of the past several years is going away, what what's next for you in your life? Not just like, oh, and I'm pregnant. Okay, well, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sadly disappointing uh, that that's what, I mean, it's fucking 1999, and 1999 sucks for shit like that. So that's where we are. Yeah, um, yeah. If if we party like it's 1999, that means everybody gets pregnant. That's that's the rule. Sorry, <laughs> dear God. Yeah. So don't. <laughs> Is that what Prince meant? Yeah, um, yeah. That was. He was trying to. You know. He was trying to kind of. You know. Get more fans. Let's go, Truman. You're gonna you're gonna love and you're gonna hate me for this. Oh no. I've got a theory. Oh, oh, the- I thought that you were going to talk about a calendar or something. This is great. Talk to me oh, about theories. Oh, no. I, I mean, I could talk about the calendars. I've been clocking them this whole time. Oh. Uh, I don't know why you clock a calendar, but you know what? I've never been I, good at my timetable. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I prefer to calendar my clocks, but that's that's just me. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to talk real quick about the last grunt creep spotting. Oh, yes. Yeah. Grunt creep well, spotting. I guess not, maybe not the last one because he's. He's the last thing we see on the show, period. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's following the he's following the house. Yeah. So our second yeah. our penultimate grunt creep sighting. Uh, yes. Um and okay, my theory Do you remember seeing him in this episode? I mean, I I I do remember seeing him. Yeah, he's got the little bowler hat on and a suitcase that he's packing. He packed the suit he well, he's got a suitcase oh. he pulls the bowler hat out of. Mm-hmm. Then he pulls an umbrella up and jumps ah. off like he's packing and leaving. Like goodbye, yes. everyone. That's my. That's a wrap on me. Yeah, and and he flies away on the umbrella. He flies away. Well, he kind of Mary Poppins his way down off the desk. So are, are, is 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 your theory that the Grunt Creep now that his job here is done, he's going to find some other TV show to be the physical embodiment <laughs> of the title of to go help them out? No, because that's not something we can prove with evidence. Uh, I, I'm giving Ray you Romano a theory needs here. Me. This is part of Grunt Work Legacy. I'm I'm putting out a theory at the last second for uh the next you know the n- next torchbearers to to investigate when they start. Wonderful. Um, my question, my theory that needs answering by going back to the very first spotting of the grunt creep and all of the grunt creep appearances is is the grunt creep British? I mean you know, and how ironic would that be for Tim hating British cars? That, well, that's what I was going to think. It's like I, I was going to dismiss it out of hand, but then I'm like, this show does spend a lot of real estate on making fun of British cars' electrical systems. Maybe the grunt creep is like, maybe that's why the grunt creep left England. He's just like so sick of of his car not starting on a cold day, and he's like, I'm gonna go get uh, get me a superior American-made car. What what? And uh, and and he 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 came to the U.S. Um. Kind of on that note, kind of funny that uh, a lot of TV shows, sitcoms, are based on British versions of those shows. Like Three's Company was that, and uh, uh, I don't know if they ever tried an IT crowd here, but there's lots of like yeah, they did. British, British sitcoms uh, that have been Americanized. I will say this for Home Improvement: it feels like the most American sitcom that could exist, next I, to Roseanne. I would, I would absolutely love to see England try to do this shit i would i because because i've seen like, there have been there have been a few uh, uh american sitcoms that they've tried to britishize like they tried to do a british golden girls they tried to do a british that 70s show both of them tanked hard but 
come at me, England. Come at me, Brexit. <laughs> try and do your your home improvement. I want to see you try. <laughs> All right, here. <laughs> I I this is gonna be dangerous, but I'm gonna attempt to do. <laughs> A grunt in a Cockney accent. Oh boy. Okay. This 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 might be. I don't. I'm not familiar enough with English culture. This might be racist the way that you do it. But go ahead. Go. Uh, okay. So what's what's the the basic old grunt is. Uh? Yeah. Yeah. That's the American right, okay. grunt. <laughs> <laughs> no notes. No, that's perfect. I, I do. I do have to. I do have to preface by saying I have a, a previous record of being thrown out of a bar called the Poop Deck for trying to speak Spanish in a Coxy, Cockney accent. Wow, you got um, wow. That's a that's a very on brand thing to get thrown out of a bar for. That's kind, that's the kind of shit Alf would get thrown out of a bar for. Honestly, just being a little too insufferable. <laughs> uh, yeah, because there was no one else in the bar at the time. <laughs> Well, and it, because 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 you started trying to speak Spanish in a Cockney accent, and everyone was like, uh, "Okay, we're done. We're gonna close our tabs. We all left." <laughs> much, yeah. Anyway, that's how I think British Cockney uh, um, grunt uh, would go. Okay, so yeah, I think with with that uh, Cockney grunt, you have now been cast as uh, Tim Tim the uh, Tim oh, the Ullman Isla. In the British version of uh, Home Improvement. How, how fucked up would that be? Uh, a, a former actor from Detroit going to Britain to play a British person based on a character that is from Detroit. I, I mean, look, man, fair is fair. Half the characters on The Wire set in Baltimore are English actors. It's about time that we get them <laughs> well, back okay. for Idris Elba. Like, we gotta, <laughs> you know, we, 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 gotta, uh, we, we gotta match up. You you heard it here first, most folks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh God, I can't talk. Well, I guess it would be called. It'd be called, but it wouldn't be called home improvement. It'd be called like flat spiffing up or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I I was just going to point out that you equated me to Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. Happy last episode, dude. Oh, that's that's the that's the Gruntwork legacy now. Um. <laughs> so I mean, what what else? What else from this scene? We've we've got oh, you know God. we've covered the Grunt creep. We've covered uh, the. Heidi's Heidi's future as a baby farm. Um, yeah. I mean, th- there is th- Tim walks past a screen at the very oh, yeah, beginning that says "So long, Tim" on it. It's a monitor, but next to it, yeah. there is a there is a posted notice next to the Binford TV stand that just says, "Do not scatter paper and trash on floors. This is your home five days a week. Keep it clean." And I'm just. <laughs> That's Binford didn't brand that one. I mean, Binford. That that's kind of a that's just kind of heavy. This is your home five days a week. Are are is the crew not allowed to leave when they're shooting? Like, are they all just like, are there sleeping bags underneath the cameras? This is dark. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get to see the uh, the tool time you know set camp. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's we haven't heard from Irma in a while. Maybe they they reappropriated her entire set for housing. Yeah, well, and Irma's been Irma's been feeding the whole crew, you know, three meals a day since this is their home. Well, yeah. <laughs> and as the crew dwindles, people question yeah. what was in the hamburger meat. <laughs> <laughs> um, old transitions, probably just minced up oh, old transitions. <laughs> um, point. here, yeah. what do you think a transition tastes like? <laughs> Um, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to delve into that. They probably taste I, like motor I, oil. I, I can already tell you, it's just, it's, it's 
a salty, dirty taste because that's what Play-Doh tastes like. <laughs> I mean, look, honestly, I was recently uh, I was recently around my my cousin's uh, uh, two year old daughter who had a bunch of Play-Doh out, and just smelling the Play-Doh brought back sense memories. And I was thinking, like, wait, did I did I eat? lots of play-doh as a kid i must have because why is this making me like slightly hungry like i didn't i didn't eat any but it was just like why does this smell nice to me oh shit i must have been eating this as a kid and this is like activating something within um so i don't know we could unpack final memories here on yeah uh, on the last episode of grunt work as we get Um, to the end of the show we unpack memories from the earliest moments of our lives go on yeah and i gotta this isn't the last episode of grunt work it's the last episode of of grunt work covering an episode of home improvement great um what else did i want to talk about i wanted to talk about uh i got okay one one funny little note and i don't know if this is intentional or not with the quality of the rest of the episode i, I have questions about it but the there's a little timing thing that i thought was kind of interesting where when tim says we're moving to indiana um and al goes indiana and uh, it cuts to Heidi, who just, like, turns around to camera, and right across her chest it says Michigan. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. She's got a Michigan t-shirt on. <laughs> like, not not any kind of, like, you know, what was that? Uh, There's a big um, Pure Michigan, I think it was called, at the mm. time. There's this big tourism campaign. Uh, anyway, no, no logos, no, like, it's not Detroit Tigers. It's just a red shirt with cursive Michigan written on it. I wish she'd just said, but I just bought this shirt, Tim. Now I have to get a new one. <laughs> um, So there was that I just had to comment on. The, the other thing I want to comment on, though, is, and this this is going to, I think, lead us into the next um, tool time scene, is this conflict between what Morgan is asking Tim to do versus what Tim actually wants to do or doesn't want to do. I... I so there's this whole idea here that's introduced of burn down the set. Mm-hmm. You're going to burn down the set for the last tool time. Yeah. Morgan asks for it, and Tim says, fuck that. We're not going to do that doofus's shit. We're going to do our own thing. Yeah. And so I guess I can't mention this without mentioning the next scene, which we'll get to in a minute. But in the next scene, Tim's like, we're going to – they go through the whole setup, and like we're going to burn this place down. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he, our, Morgan wants us to burn this place down, and we decide we're not going to do that. Just kidding. We're going to burn this place down our own way. Like, I don't understand what the fuck the conflict is between the two of them. They, it seems like they want the same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's like, Wandell wants them to literally burn it down, and they just want to figuratively burn it down. I, I, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's that uh, what's going on. I mean, I don't know. I, I, do, I think that, again, this is just the same. And the same thing that I've never gotten about this whole plot line is like, because again, everything Morgan wants to do seems exactly like it's up Tim's alley. What what I also <laughs> yeah. don't understand is that like they're they're here. This is the day of their last show, and Tim yeah. tells tells you know Al and Heidi that no, you know we're not going to do it more you know Morgan's way. Tool time's coming out, going out like we came in. We're going to do it with class and no staged accidents. So like Al and Heidi. Like, it seems like Tim is just cooking this up on the fly, but as we're going to see, the the thing that they do at the end involves a lot of prep work. It involves a lot of guests, some of them famous. T- Tim, d- like d- Tim, just phoned all of these people like two hours before taping, and like, hey, do you want to come down to the studio and uh, play a song? 
Um, <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, no call times, no preparation or anything. Yeah, well, okay. We're we're get, we're edging on to the next scene, um, well, then, or then, the next tool time scene. But okay, well, well, look, well, let's before we edge on to that scene, let's edge on to the next scene with uh, with Jill in the backyard. How about we do that, and then we can edge into the tool time scene. Tim burns his hand on a waffle iron and says, "It's so much." I do okay. I'll give him credit. I do think some of uh, some of his line deliveries are pretty good here, and when he says. It's so much better when we do it for real. Yeah, uh, yeah. That kind of got me uh, laughing. But then yeah. he holds his hand out to Heidi, and she sprays it with uh, the antiseptic spray. I, I kind of assumed because it was a waffle iron that she was spraying it with, like, Pam, or I, I can't believe it's not <laughs> butter or something like that. But antiseptic probably makes needs, more sense. It needs more even browning. Yeah. <laughs> I should have left it on there longer. Um... <laughs> So we we get we get back from the opening credits. Last time we'll ever see those. Oof. And uh, Jill is out back getting set up. You know, p- putting together all these chairs and everything for Al and Trudy's wedding, and they've completely filled up the backyard. And uh, Jill is talking to Wilson about how she still hasn't made the phone call uh, to Indiana to officially accept the new job. She just feels like something's holding her back. She talks about how she. You know, as a kid, she had to move around all the time, and then after she and Tim got married and moved into this house, that was kind of the first time she was able to put down roots, and she's reluctant to pull up stakes and leave everything behind. And she kind of wants Wilson to decide for her if she should move on or not, and Wilson tells her, no, that's this is your decision, Jill, you've got you've to decide what you're going to do, and Jill says, okay, fine, I'm going to do it, I'm going to go. So, but it is a it is a sweet moment between her and Wilson. They hug over the fence and they talk about how much yeah. they meant to each other. This is by far for me the most emotional scene of the episode. Yes, J- Jill uh, and Wilson and scenes always are. It seems like they yes, but also it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like this whole thing should kind of be crescendoing back and forth, and you know, like I realize not everything can be cheers, but yeah, this is sadly. Yeah, I mean. The, for a show centered around Tim and Jill and their marriage, like the fact that <laughs> Jill saying goodbye to Wilson is the most emotional thing in here is is telling. But yeah, um, that aside, what what's actually happening here? I mean, this is maybe one of the best Earl Hinman performances I've seen on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he really nails this. You know, I'm not going to be the one to tell you what to do or make this decision. And if you want me to sell you on my best friends leaving me, then go fuck yourself. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This this is again, this is this is home improvement in a nutshell. We have a scene like this, which is shockingly, surprisingly heartfelt and kind of searing and emotional. And there's, you know, this. You know, like, Wilson isn't full-on saying, fuck you for trying to make me tell my best friends to leave, but you get this sense that he is a little bit raw over the whole thing, too, and Jill's indecision, you know, like, it's a tough moment for both of them that they're working through together, and this this feels very real and lived in, and then it's just, Mm -hmm. this trajectory is set up, and then it is not followed through. Well, this, this feels, to me, like the only scene in which two actors were saying goodbye to each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, which I think kind of is always an underpinning of these series finales. Yes. Uh, that, like, oh, we're talking about this big change, but what we're really talking about is the change of the show ending. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can kind of always feel that. And this is the only time in the episode I felt that. 
Uh, yes. And Jill, you know, Patricia Richardson's giving a blockbuster performance here as well. I'm a little miffed that, like, I I feel like we, we've made this complaint, or I've made this complaint uh, of the show before, where we split our time so much between Tim's perspective and Jill's perspective that we aren't actually spending any time with the interesting part of the problem, which is... yes. Jill, what she's saying here is like, holy shit, I wish I'd known that from the beginning. Like, fuck all that money shit, which you're not even talking about in this episode. That's, yeah, Money exactly. is not even an issue anymore. Yeah, Tim getting it, Tim figuring out what his new job is going to be, all that. No, or like Jill not getting paid a reasonable wage they, for the, yeah. <laughs> they don't make a single comment about how much Jill's going to make in this episode. Yeah. Uh, for how much of a thing they did. But what they do make, and I'm like, why wasn't this part of the decision-making process when Jill says, this is the first house, the first time in my life where I set down roots. You mm-hmm. know, and she goes into talking about her father and, you know, being a military man, they always moved around. Like, that is heavy and interesting and built in character. And I wish I'd seen more of that rather than who's going to be the fucking breadwinner. I, you know, and I mean, I agree with you, but also I, I feel like that is kind of the sort of thing that that in the moment, I mean, Jill wouldn't be thinking about that because it's just, oh, yeah, the offer. This is a great opportunity, whatever, whatever. But then once the wheels are in motion, only then do you start considering these things because she's just taken for granted that this is where she lives and this is where her roots are. And that's totally fair. But I mean, like the the amount of real estate they give it at all in the series is just this one little off offhanded comment here and I'm like I, I would have appreciated like okay this is another note I wanted to mention in the the preamble before we got into the deep dive but I'll mention it now because yeah. this is a great example of like you knew the show was ending <laughs> yeah and you spent an episode with Tim turning a pencil into a fucking rocket ship oh man man yeah this is is this gonna be the last time that we get to talk about how mad we are that that episode exists (laughs) i love that you're retroactively hopping on my train i mean look i'm not okay look i i I mean now that i've seen what they used the rest of the time for it's like yeah okay fine sure sure that's and that's kind of what i was gonna get to in a, a very angsty way which is just like you could have used another episode to set some of this stuff up and fill some of these gaps in so that you could stick the landing better. And, you know, it's easy for me to complain and say all that shit now. I don't know what actually happened, you know, when they were filming this thing. It seemed like they were trying to fit in backdoor pilots till, you know, what, six episodes ago. So who knows? Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was a rush job. It is funny just how much of this kind of feels like just a season finale from any of the other episodes, to the point that what they do on Tool Time is a straight-up rehash of the season one finale. But, um... Yeah, well, and we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't want, I don't want to take away from this from this moment with, with Jill and Wilson. Well, I, get, I have nothing more to really say about it. <laughs> I, well, okay, well then, okay, well then, I guess that's that. I mean, one thing that w- when, she's, when she's talking to him, you know, the, she's sitting there by the window talking about how, you know, she was following her father around the country for all these years, and then she's been following, you know, and for the last 20 years she's been following Tim. I married Tim, we moved into this wonderful house, I put down roots for the first time in my life, and I've really cherished that. And as she's saying this, she's sitting by the window and she turns and looks into the house and we get one shot from inside the house 
out through the window at her looking into the house. It's just one, and then we go back out to the conversation. And that's a mm. moment of real kind of poignancy of, like, the house is kind of a character on the show, and the memories in the yeah. house. And that almost feels like the house is looking out at Jill. And I thought that was, uh, that was a sweet moment and a cool bit of directing. Huh. Uh, huh. I didn't pick up on that. I, I really appreciate that perspective. Well, well, thank you. Thank you, Landon. I appreciate your many perspectives no. on things throughout the show, too. Thank you. Oh. For your gift that you've given me on this day. <laughs> wow. Okay. This got suddenly, suddenly a little too serious. It's again like in a home improvement episode. It's incongruous. <laughs> One minute it's half-hearted jokes. The next minute it's uh, it's uh, really deep emotional moments. Um. um. Yeah. yeah, I guess I, I, I've. I mean, I guess one thing we could mention here, just to kind of set up for a, a future scene, is Jill's kind of like, they're they're prepping for the wedding, as you said, and Jill is like, man, these chairs, it'd be so much better if they, you know, this didn't have to bend like this for the chairs. We could fit so many more in, but you know, we're doing what we can. So mm-hmm. she kind of like sets up that it's not ideal for a wedding, which I think they would have known before. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, why is I Al mean, getting married in the fucking backyard of the Taylor's house? A thing that ju- one of many, one of many things that just does just does not make sense, no matter how hard they're trying to sell it. But yeah. I appreciate also that they only they only tried to explain it once in the stinger of an episode, like four episodes ago. Like, oh well, she's got bad memories at her place, and uh, Al's place is too small, uh, so we got to do it here. Right. It's like. <laughs> You know what? Fine. Like you know, just don't think about it. I I, res- I respect that to a certain degree. Um, <laughs> so so okay. So we go from this to tool time, where uh, the audience is there. We we get we get Wilson and Jill boxed up into tool time boxes and lifted out of the screen. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're, this is the final episode. I want to make sure I hit all the transitions. They, they get airmailed back to uh, Bora Bora or Pago Pago or wherever the hell Wilson it goes. Um, so, so yeah, we're on set, Tim and Al, welcome back to the, the last ever Tool Time episode, and, uh, Tim explains to the crowd that, uh, well, first, Tim announces that Al's wedding is, is coming up, and everyone applauds and goes nuts, and, uh, then, uh, Tim says that, uh, today on Tool Time, Morgan Wandell and Binford wants us to intentionally overload an outlet to start a fire and burn the place down, we're not gonna do that. Instead, just get a surge protector, and uh, then then he says, uh, "Now we're gonna burn things down our way, and so we're gonna invite back some of our favorite guests from over the years." And so they introduce the KNB construction guys who come running and out. I want to I want to pause there. The, yeah. I want to I want to split this in half. Yeah, there... <laughs> saw it. <laughs> this in is half. gonna be a four hour episode. Yes, of grunt work. Um, yes. I just want to stop it right there, just for the like the tool time portion of this, because there's going to be too much to break up mm-hmm. uh, for the next part. Uh, which is Tim, you know, says on air about the Morgan Wendell thing, like, oh, that, we didn't talk about that either. Which, mm. uh, just real quick, going back to the last tool time scene when Morgan was there, he said he's the VP, yes. which means there's a there's, there's a, a CEO and yeah. a COO, yeah. And a CFO, presumably. Yeah. And he's VP of Binford or VP of programming. Does Binford have other programming? Also, why is why did the CEO have to leave if 
Bud was the C- was Bud the CEO? What the fuck is going on, Truman? Tell I, me I, I, the inner workings of Tool Time. I, I mean, look, there there's there's an org chart out there somewhere, but Tim probably tried to give it more power and it burned up, or maybe he or, or maybe he <laughs> tried to give more power to the corporate structure of the company and it wound up creating all of these superfluous positions that are being filled by a rotating cast of uh, stuffed suits or something like that. It, but okay, could this be possible? Could <laughs> could Binford? Be a nonprofit with a board who voted, <laughs> voted Bud out because they liked Morgan Wendell's ideas better. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know how this nonprofit is pulling together the money for the man's kitchen or for, <laughs> or for any of these man's things. grants, grant writing. I okay, then, then whoever's writing these grants, like that, that grant dispersing organization needs to have their have their tax status audited or something like <laughs> yeah we're we're in the business of handing out money to nonprofits to blow things up i i don't i don't fully understand um well but yeah so so yes morgan is the vp of binford now that's that's been made that's been made clear of in binford a not binford not programming yeah because I, I, I don't think he says programming but in my head i'm like after the fact, and it was only on the third watch, and I'm like, oh, he doesn't actually say that. I, in my mind, it was VP of programming, which opened up a whole different world of like, does Binford have other TV shows, and what would those be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, weird, weird. Also, that I mean, it's it's strange to consider that a company as big as Binford would invest all this money in a studio or you know hiring on air talent, and then. And and a crew and everything, and only make one show. That is kind of odd that they wouldn't have it, one show that then alienates its only star, and then has no show. Brent Benford has no, <laughs> they have no no outreach anymore. No no marketing. No, they have no show. Yeah, there's never been. It's interesting in all of this hullabaloo. There's never been any attempt to replace Tim. There's no been no discussion of maybe we promote Al, who everyone likes, who de- <laughs> right. who's demonstrably more popular with the audience than Tim is. Like the reaction should really be, oh, you don't want to be on the show anymore, okay, Tim? Like we'll just put Al in your in your job. I guess then that creates or the Heidi. whole issue of yeah, or Heidi for that matter. Yeah, I, I guess it's it's been made clear that Al and Heidi don't want to do it, but also uh, I I don't know. Heidi has a new baby on the way. She needs to do something to to be the breadwinner. Yeah, dear God. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we I know we talked at length about that last time and uh, or two times ago, and I just wanted to give a an update on that because that was um another very confusing. What the fuck is going on here? Like, I still don't fully understand Bud, the whole Bud thing. Why did he have to leave? I don't know. I don't get it. But I I also don't get why Morgan at this point still thinks that. Telling Tim, hey, do this thing is going to result in Tim doing the thing when every time he does it, Tim just goes on the air, trashes Morgan Wandell at length, and then does whatever he wants. Like, have yeah. him escorted out by security, dude. Either, either you know, nut up or shut up, basically. Okay, I, I know I went off, I raged on this whole Heidi thing before, but this compounded it, where... Uh, they even say one of her bits of dialogue in the, the cold open is, wow, this is the last time I'm going to introduce you. Mm-hmm. And then we don't see her introduce them. It, <laughs> it got cut. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. The, the, you know, we basically get her, her standing off to the side of the stage as Tim goes to address the audience. And that's about all we see of her before the dancing starts. 
Oh Lord. Um, okay, I think I think that's all I got for the tool time bit. Uh, I don't know. I, well, I don't know. I, it was kind of like Tim Tim's approach to this is just like I'm gonna I'm not gonna fuck around today. <laughs> like this is the actual solution to this. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, true. He just says, just get a surge protector and shows them what, what one looks like. Duh. Uh, and then he, yeah, and then he acts like they're gonna just end the show there. Good night, everybody. But uh, no, in fact, they're gonna they're they're gonna do one more thing. Um, so okay, let's so, move on to the thing now. Okay, well, uh, before we move on to the thing, he walks over to the okay. audience. He's addressing the audience, talking about yep. you know how they're gonna burn things down their way. In the audience, in the front row, confusing. Mark. Brad, yeah. Yeah. Jill, yeah. Didn't there. wasn't the whole last episode about him driving them to school? Like, what? <laughs> what? What the fuck is going on? Like, wh- why aren't they at school? He, he, again and again. I'm gonna go shoot my last ever tool time. <laughs> the, the, okay. <laughs> this okay. Here, here's an old theory. Yeah. This is all one of their dreams, and they're since the series is about to wrap up, they're just waking up, and so all of the logic of things is starting to unravel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going into we're going into to uh, what in limbo is that what they call it in uh, in so. in uh, uh, I keep wanting to say succession, but that's not the thing about <laughs> Inception. Uh, Inception, yeah, not succession. Uh, although, although if they went into if they went into Logan Roy's dreams to try and get him to give the company to Kendall, that would have been probably a more efficient way to go about it. I know you don't watch Succession. That's a joke for all the Succession heads out there. I'm, um, I'm gonna watch it soon. Oh, okay. You you should prepare to prepare to enjoy great television, folks. This is a great revelation for the last episode. Landon's gonna watch Succession. Um, <laughs> see, I could say anything, and uh, you know, no one's gonna be banging on my door to verify it yeah i guess that's true that's true i mean except i i will be banging on the literal door of your house relatively soon so if you're not watching it by then i can verify that so um (laughs) but okay so that's just my thing it's like all right okay so i guess i guess he he spent he spent so much time trying to get the kids to school so he could then pull them out of school early that same day so they could come and watch him tape his final show (laughs) um but okay, so well, and also Jill is there with a camera with a flash. She's taking pictures yeah. throughout. Earlier in in this segment, when Al does the Toolman salute, <laughs> a a flash bulb lights up the entire uh, stage. So I'm glad you called that out. J- so Jill is just doing flash photography in the middle of a a taping or a live show. No. Like no, just... <gasps> no, you're no. you've got it wrong. No, what have I? It's well, Patricia okay. Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a hundred percent a case of the actor. You know, she she. This isn't Jill on set. This is Patricia Richardson watching the the final episode of Tool Time, uh, and or final episode of Home Improvement that she's not in uh, a scene yeah. that she's not in, and like taking taking a picture. Um, oh. We should hit her up on Instagram see if she still has that. I was going to say the taken. same thing. I want to see that photo of of Richard Karn mid Tool Man salute. That would be that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> okay, but so with that with that done with that out of the way, now we get to the main yeah. thing of what Tool Time is. So we certainly can, and I'm going to preface this section by saying, can I'm going to make editing a little bit harder for you, but this is the last Great. episode, baby. Great. Um, I want you to pull 
I want you to pull a clip from season one, episode 24. Or okay. 23. Whatever the final episode of that was. Uh, stereotypical. Yeah. And not, not of home improvement, but of grunt work. Yeah. Of- uh, and I, I want you to play it here. Um, because what we're about to go into, I, I, I have I, I, things I want to say. We're back at the set of Tool Time, and uh, Tim and Al introduce the K&B construction guys, and they come running out and explain about how they, you know, yeah, we were, we heard the lady with a circular saw, or playing the playing the crosscut saw the other day, and it just got us really inspired on the job site, we just heard the music and all yeah, these tools listening, around us. Listening to all the, the sounds that the tools make around us, the... You know the buzzing of the the reverberating is what yeah. you're saying in the yeah. Well, they they play Rivet Rhapsody, Ratchet Rhapsody, Ratchet Ratchet Rhapsody. Uh, so I want to say something about um, earlier when I was just doing research on stuff. I came across this clip, uh, and I didn't watch it all because I didn't want to ruin the experience of of seeing it. You know, sure, reliving it uh, in the moment. But when the clip I watched, there was like just three bars of the song. And I was convinced for like two months now of doing this podcast that we were leading to this performance that was a rendition of Burning Down the House by Talking Heads. That would have been so cool and also off-brand for this show. (laughs) But I also think a little bit thematically... uh, Oh, very... No, yeah. On on point. Yeah, very, very on point for what Tim does. I just... I, I just struggle to think of like David Byrne signing the, the signing the rights to the song away to home well, improvement. I'm gonna say I feel a little cheated because Talking Heads is one of my favorite bands. Uh, not yeah, my all time favorite band. Yeah, they're, and they're, this they're morning brilliant. I I did a little jig while I was cleaning, thinking, you know what? Good on David Byrne. He's got that uh, he's he's <laughs> he's got that home improvement residual coming to him. I'm pretty sure he's got, like, other residuals. Yes. I, I also like, so thinking about David Byrne making money get, makes you dance a jig, that's that's what brings I just, joy I to your life. I love that somehow Home Improvement was connected to one of my favorite things of all time. That, that like, this really, like, kind of artsy and and uh, uh, thinky, brainy yeah. dude who's who exists on a different wavelength from all yeah. of humanity uh, was still getting checks from Home Improvement, the yes. most right across the plate sitcom. That filled me with joy. Uh, and I don't know why. And uh, to bring it back to this episode, this performance stopped making sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... There was that, and I, I will clarify more of what I said there uh, once you describe what is happening in the rest of this uh, this tool time scene. Okay, so so they they explain they're going to burn down the house their way by having the K&B construction guys and some of their favorite guests from over the years come out and play a song on construction equipment. They're also going to have the musical Saw Lady uh, come out and accompany them as well. And so they all come out with their, you know, uh, their drums made out of uh, garbage cans and uh, and gasoline uh, jugs and things like that. Anvil. And and they uh, start playing. What do they start playing? They play "Burning Down the House" by the Talking Heads, memorably performed in the movie "Stop Making Sense," which Landon and I have talked about in every episode of Grunt Work. Um, and if you told me. <laughs> 
if you told me, Landon, that they were going to do this, like if you said, hey, in the last episode, they're going to play a Talking Heads song, it'd be like, fuck you, dude. Don't. Yeah, that's that's a joke. That's a classic Landon Solano bit. No, they actually do it. And it, that that was the biggest emotional moment for me. It was like, wait, are like. It, is everything connected? Is this the simulation? Like, it's like all, I, I felt like I was like Neo at the end of the Matrix. Like, I was just seeing numbers and binary code. That's weird. Uh, because in an extra layer to this, I decided to watch Stop Making Sense. Uh, and recently, for the first time in two years, I watched it right before this, watching the final episode. And you were like, this version is better. This is better than the talking heads. Oh, my God. But I so anyway, it was just weird that that, again, was just kind of in the ether. You know, I don't bind all that stuff, but it's weird how synchronicity seems to happen at times. Yeah. But I kind of I did tell you back in season one. I'm not saying sorry. I don't want to pose it like, see, I told you. Because uh, I was a hundred percent surprised here uh, mm-hmm. when they start playing it, and it was more like vindication. I, I've had so many instances in the last seven years of doing this podcast, both on air and off, of my memory going, "Am I? Is this early onset something? <laughs> am I like? <laughs> am I actually feeling my memory age? Am I not being able to do recall as well as I once did?" As you heard in that clip. I remember the that they had done burning down the house on the show. <sighs> and once we saw Stereotypical, I was like, oh, I had it way wrong. They made their own weirdo Ratchet Rapidy song. Ra- ra- ratchet Ratchet R- Ratchet Raps- Rhapsody. Rhapsody. I think we had a hard time saying it, uh, uh, you know, eight years <laughs> ago as well. Yeah. So the fact that, I don't know, I, it was just, I was so like, I went through waves of like, oh my god, it my memory isn't faulty. <laughs> they did do it, and then like the second wave was like, oh my god, they're doing a fucking talking head song. <laughs> so it was, and it the was, third wave was like, I wish it wasn't so cringe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was multiple. It was like a a personal a personal victory of oh I'm not crazy, and then another personal victory of oh my god my my you know my favorite band and then a personal defeat of like oh they're kind of butchering it oh <laughs> I, I mean th- there there are highs and lows with this performance and I, I think we'll slow jam it from here um, yeah uh, I mean because I have just so much to comment on but what was your initial impression here I mean you kind of gave it but I I mean my yeah you no know, my initial impression first and foremost was this was how crazy it was the other thing the, my other initial impression is how how little of this is really music like how little of of the performance here is people playing music so much as it's just like i mean like one of the guys just has an angle grinder on top of an oil drum that's just that's that's noise that's not music dog that's just noise tim and i seem to remember in the in the original kmb band episode stereotypical i seem to remember us going on an extended anti-stomp rift yeah no we went we went real hard on stomp i listened to that one recently and we were very (laughs) aggressively anti-stomp now now in in the intervening six years i'm i'm pro stomp i'm actually a member of stomp so that has changed oh wow but uh yeah oh uh you know what i uh it's it's basically uh my the the world is my instrument you know my shoes (laughs) 
my, my, you know, my, my shoes are kind of my, uh, my medium through which I communicate and just anything that can be stomped upon. That's what I'm playing right now. So right now, uh, right now I play the carpet, but when I'm on stage with stomp, you know, sometimes I play, uh, the oil drum. Sometimes I play the, the metal staircase. Um, but okay. Wow. That was a journey. So, so also, also Tim throughout this performance, or at least the beginning of it, he has his back to the audience and is like drumming things against some iron bars on the back of the tool time set, which yeah. is a very, very Miles Davis ass move to not look at the audience <laughs> as you're performing. I, I like that. I like that energy that he brings. Uh, uh, and I, there, there's a reason for this. I a hundred percent believe, um, mm-hmm. which harkens back to another episode this season where, okay. I want to say this, you know, cause I don't want to like knock the man. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to speculate. So I'm only going to talk about the character. So I'm just going to speak strictly in terms of Tim Taylor. Just can't sing along to songs. Like, I don't even nope. think it's a, I don't want to do this. I think it's a lack of ability. He he just, he cannot lip sync. That's just something that didn't, uh, you know, ne- never landed for him. He would be, he would perhaps be more relevant if he'd been able to do all those lip dubs that were really viral and popular back in, uh, back in the, <laughs> the early 2010s. Yeah. Just a few decades off. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, 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 what else? What else you got? They're out there. They're drumming. Tim is Tim is on the microphone, and he starts uh, introducing more guests who come out. Well, you okay? So, you, well, just circle back real quick. You, um, you said, uh, I don't know how much of this is music, and I 100 percent agree with you. I think Mickey Jones, uh, who we've talked about before, um, mm-hmm. is the drummer, the long beard. Yeah. Uh, maybe the most recognizable from K and B. Yeah. Uh, who was an actual musician. He's definitely playing the beat of burning yes. down the house and keeping yes. keeping people in time, which makes me wonder if there was an actual band behind the scenes rather than just like a a, a track because mm-hmm. there's like a there's bass and stuff going on and you know you can hear it you can hear the music start playing as they introduce the K and B people and like there's a bass line and everything and um there are basically instruments being played that aren't on, you know, aren't visible here. I mean, look, maybe there was, maybe they put a band together that recorded this rendition for them to play on set. There's no way that there was actual live music happening on set. I I just, I cannot see that happening. Yeah. Well, it was, who knows? Maybe there, it was a big party atmosphere the last day. Um, But I'd say the only three people on set that are playing actual music are uh, Mickey Jones on the drums I don't know how how much you can control the musical saw. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe she's I, playing for real, and then um, the guy playing uh, harmonica. Yeah, and let me let me clarify whether or not they're actually playing uh, is debatable. I guess you know he could just be mimicking the harmonica, but yeah, he's it's, definitely like playing an instrument that he might be the one playing it on the musical track. Yeah, it's it's not it's not debatable. They're not playing it live. They're not playing the thing here. Maybe they played it on the music track, but anyone who's trying to say that no, they they played their instruments in every one of the takes of this, that's not happening. <laughs> You're breaking the illusion. Yeah, look, I'm I'm sorry, man. I ever since I joined Stomp, like I just I've gotten very uh I've gotten very rigorous about about the way that uh, our type of work is presented on screen. It's like my dreams are a house and you are burning it down. Mm, well, but we're burning it down our way. Um, <laughs> okay. 
uh, yeah. So go. Let's 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 uh, let's go through who they introduce. Yeah, so Tim Tim comes out after their first run through burning down the house, grabs the microphone, and much like David Byrne at the end of Stop Making Sense when he you know they're, they're vamping on uh, on Take Me to the River, and he said, "I'd like to I'd like to introduce the band, I'd like to thank our crew." <laughs> like he starts, he, he goes out and starts introducing some of their uh, some of their favorite guests. So on Staple Gun, Sparky Henderson, uh, mm-hmm. the car guy. So he comes he comes prancing out with a staple gun in each hand. Is he firing staples into the audience? <laughs> if if so, he's having a great time doing it. Uh, he certainly is. Uh, forgivable. I mean, he's always been kind of harmless character, so I, I don't I don't mean him any ill will. But he does kind of have that old dad rock and roll mouth is the only way I could describe it. Yeah, yeah. He's yes, he's he's dying of rock and roll mouth. But so. <laughs> So uh, okay, so staple guns. Uh, we we don't really hear the sound of staple guns firing mixed in with the music, but so okay. So he's mainly, you know, okay. So he's out here with staple guns. Next, Eddie from Eddie's Auto Body Shop playing the shock absorber. So Eddie comes running out holding what I guess is a shock absorber and kind of flailing it around, and then he begins, you know, slapping it against his hand. So that's how you play the shock absorber. Is you is you basically make this you you kind of make this sound if you can hear this, folks. Sounds like this. Do you hear this? Is this coming through? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I okay. Yes. I, okay. For for one thing, I you do hear the the staple gun. Uh, which because oh. one note I have here is the sound mixing is kind of interesting. Where they do, uh, pull out like when Al introduces um, uh, Janine Ray Heller on the musical saw. Yeah. Uh, like it's so loud and noisy. <laughs> mostly from the noise K&B is making that you could tell they probably had to like loop in Richard Carnes uh, line after the fact, but yeah. they like the mix changes so that you could hear his voice more clearly. Mm. Um, and they did that for a few things. Uh, when, when Dwayne is hitting the anvil in one shot as well, they, they crank up the sound effects just for what they're working on. So, um, but yeah, there, there's no sound effect for the shock absorber. <laughs> Because, like, what sound would it make? I mean, it's absorbing well, shock. I, its whole point is to be quiet, right? I mean, if it was a broken one that had, like, a, a washer loose in it, like, I could at least see that acting as a maraca. Mm. Uh, maybe if it, I don't know, it was a high, on hydraulic, it kind of looked like, you could get a hiss out of it. Uh, tell me what sound the the plunger makes that Al Fan, as Felix, is, is playing. And I, I get... It would have been fun if it was like a weird Al sort of suction cup noise, like. But he's just holding them by the handles, kind of, you know, jostling them by his own face. Which yeah, you also just don't get a plunger that close to your face, dude. I, I mean, he's a professional. He washed them first. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Felix the plumber runs out with the two. It's like he's just kind of waving them around, like like he's in a parade or something. Like he's a baton twirler. <laughs> I, he's not I, even twirling them. It was a moment where I could almost, I could kind of see the actor. I could see Al Fan going, I don't have a line. They're paying me to just dance out here with some plungers for a few minutes, and I get an entire day's pay. Isn't sad great, everyone? <laughs> yeah, we support the strike, by the way. Uh, yeah, do, no, yes. th- that, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, and look, f- fair, like, he's earning his day's pay. He's doing the best he can with, uh, with the direction of, come, c- with the direction of you're playing the plunger. What? You're being introduced as <laughs> yes, Felix the plumber on the plungers. What do you mean I'm on the plungers? Here are the plungers. We're shooting in two seconds. Like it's 
<laughs> that's what I mean. Is like he has this kind of delightful. I don't fucking get it, but I'm getting paid. <laughs> yeah. And then and then after this, they introduce and on horn Mario Andretti. And folks, yeah, the most dynamic oh and enjoyable guest ever to be on <laughs> Home Improvement, Mario Andretti comes out holding a <laughs> sorry, comes out holding a steering wheel and is he beeping the horn to make horn noises? No, he's kind of just grinning and dancing around holding a steering wheel. <laughs> Wait, and this is funny. This is funny with Mario because the other three are like, okay, these are kind of like bit actors, day players, friends of Tim Allen who have been on the show. They're here to have a good time. Mario Andretti has other stuff to do. He's got a, he's got a full on job. He's like a famous person in another respect. And he's just kind of like happily prancing around with the, with the steering wheel. With just, he's kind of he's you know rotating it back and forth like he's driving this race car and it's so this brings me to my question for you, Drew. I got two questions, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The most prescient one is uh, between Sparky, Felix, uh, Eddie, and Mario, who has the most embarrassing? instrument to play here i think you know listen i think that's a that's a tricky question and i'm glad you asked i think that sparky has the most embarrassing instrument to play because it's it's but but he he sells it the best with his performance he goes into it with such abandon that like i i it makes me happy to see him like i mean i keep using the word prancing and i'm not trying to like be belittling about it or anything that's really just he he likes is skipping onto the stage twirling them around <laughs> like you know like like finger guns or something so i yeah. think i think mario andretti has the most embarrassing one also cuz it's just he's never he he's not good on camera, just sitting completely still and delivering a joke that's been fed to him word for word. And instead, they just give it. Here's a steering wheel. Dance with a steering wheel, and he. <laughs> Mario Andretti. Mario Andretti must love the TV show Home Improvement. He must absolutely like. You know, because you have to imagine if David Byrne called us up and and oh. told us to like you know put on put on like a fake pig costume and root around in the mud, we'd do it because like we love him and what he's about. Okay, <laughs> I actually just turned around on this whole thing. Yeah, wait, are are you? Is it okay? Tell me why you turned around on it. It's in the name. Stop making sense. <laughs> If if you told David Byrne, what can you do with the song Burning Down the House that would break all logic? Having Mario Andretti dance onto a cable access show in Detroit, regional cable access show in Detroit, dance on just rotating your steering wheel back and forth while you stare at someone waving plungers around in the air. I... And someone just really passionately playing a harmonica in the corner. I mean, it's starting to sound like a dream sequence of David Lynch. There's just <laughs> missing white face paint and I, strobe lights. I I do I I do like to think about the the rights clearance process that that they went through to get this song. And like, did David Byrne personally? Like, did they have to come and explain to him what it was going to be? Or was it just his business manager was like, hey, it's a check for you, David. And he was like, oh, that's fine. Uh, I'm writing the music for The Last Emperor. 
Um, okay, so what, what also, what, make, what takes all of this to the next level is that we go from this wide shot of Mario Andretti prancing around with the steering wheel and, and, and people waving shock absorbers and toilet plungers around. We go to a close-up shot of Brad, Mark, and Jill sitting in the audience, and Patricia Richardson, God bless, looks very confused for a moment. Like, there's just this look of kind of like almost concern on her face, <laughs> which is not, this is not acting. Yeah. This is just her, like, you know, they were getting a lot of footage and she didn't know if she was supposed to keep acting or whatever. But to, yeah. to go from all that to her being like, is, is, is Mario Andretti okay? Like, wait, how, wait, what does he, what does he mean on the plungers? What's going on? <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I log the same thing, but for very different reasons. Yeah. Uh, Patricia Richard. Yeah. And, and all of them, uh, Taryn and, and Zach there, they all, you hit it. You described it better than I ever could, which is they just had a camera on them and never knew when they were going to be needed for a shot. And so it was just a long uninterrupted take of them watching tool time. Yeah. And uh I I was going to I think you're right. Like she's she's watching each new surprise unfold just like us as viewers and is is more like, "Oh, right, Andretti, okay." And that I think throws her rhythm off cuz as you watch her like try to clap to the beat, it's almost like watching Tim try to sing along. Like oh. she was she was way off. Yeah, and I want to give her more credit for that. Uh, I, I want different circumstances to watch her, you know, move to the rhythm. Yes, yes. I mean, she's look. We saw her in the Grease Lightning video. She was giving it her all there. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there you go. Uh, so so from from this, we go back to the stage where uh, Tim and Al light uh, a couple of blow torches uh, for the kind of final uh, final chorus. Everybody's jamming. Uh, Jill, uh, not Jill, uh, Heidi is just dancing with an umbrella and opening it and closing it. Y- yeah, and then there, yeah, it's, 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 it's just a lot of shots of everybody yelling, burning down the house, and them mm-hmm. dancing around with the blowtorches <laughs> that are not even lit that, that brightly. Felix in the background still just, like, <laughs> yeah. pumping those, those plungers back and forth, and... I, I just I'm I'm struck now watching each of these individual bits. How little like the people who like have the harmonica or a drum, people who are playing real instruments, they they like kind of have something to do. But even you see with Debbie Dunning, she's like holding the umbrella and it's kind of like, okay, wh- how much can I do with this? Like, how many shots do you need of me? She's got this look at one point of like, oh, I'm pretending like it's raining, and okay, I'm opening it and closing it. That's kind of all the material I've got for this thing. You haven't given me more to work with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's oh Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, they're all that way, and I think it's it's one of those things where the it's supposed to be that the whole is greater than the sums. Yeah, sure. No, the, the the is that the, right? No. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the sum. No, it's yeah, greater than the sum of its parts. Yes. So the whole you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're starting talking about holes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, like, I think they're just like, just f- fuck around for a bit. I mean, they have Tim coming at the camera with the blowtorch, not getting the words right. So, yeah, I, I don't think I think they were banking on just the excitement of the moment getting them through. The, the, the excitement of watching Tim and Al sway their blowtorches back and forth in time with the song with the tiny, yeah. tiny little blue flame emitting from the end. Um, yeah, and then as they, yeah, they finish, they light the, they light the tool time sign on fire by accident, and then two firemen immediately come out and extinguish it. 
Um, so, okay, I, I know I'm I'm hitting this part over and over and over again. Morgan Wandell wants to burn the stu- stuff down. Tim yes. doesn't want to burn the stuff down, but they burn the stuff down. Mm-hmm. Now, is it okay? I think I've just figured this out in real time because uh, I'm watching it in the background, and I think it's just very weak. Which is, is it that whole part about the the cold open of we you know ac- we don't fuck up or we don't fake accidents. It's mm-hmm. much more. It's better when we don't you know do that. Where is is the joke here that Tim is actually accidentally burning down the place, which is exactly what he said he wanted to do, rather well, I, than setting it on fire intentionally. I I I think I think the joke here is that a thing caught on fire. I think that the I think that the show is not even cognizant of the fact that oh wait we weren't supposed to burn th- or like we didn't want to burn anything down or i i, I don't know i mean the right. also the bit wouldn't really the bit would have carried off better if like the sign had actually fully gone up in flames and it had been like a crisis and they were yeah. and everyone ran away <laughs> but instead the firemen are right there and ready <laughs> yeah i don't know if i maybe i caught this on my third viewing like they walk in like with their hoses uh, looking like, oh, I'm just going to put out this quick flame. And then it doesn't quite go out right away. And there is a look of real panic on that firefighter's face. <laughs> I mean, God, that would have been fitting if the if the last episode of Home Improvement was the one that actually burned down the studio or something. <laughs> I'm trying to they're, they're not good about getting other people's uh, reactions to this going out, this fire going off. Uh I was wondering if it was like actually treacherous on the day. All right, one one last thing before we leave the scene because you know what, we're never coming back to the scene ever again. Yeah, yeah, except in our dreams, except <laughs> which you burned down. Yeah, um, Inception, the succession. <laughs> My question is, I'm gonna read uh, just the lyrics that they they did from this, and um, or from they that they excerpted from this, and you tell mm-hmm. me why this song for the finale of, of of all of the songs in the world. Yeah. Why burning down the house for yeah. the end of Tool Time? Yeah. Here's here are the lyrics. And maybe I hope this isn't copy whatever. It's uh, not. Okay. We we've talked sing at the beginning of every episode. But that's, that's not parody. a parody. It's and this barely parody. Okay, good. We're good. We're coming. And it sucks. Uh here it goes. Ah, uh, watch out. You might get what you're after. Mm-hmm. Cool babies. Mm-hmm. Strange but not a stranger. Do any of those hold true for the show at all? No, but keep going. I guess the ah, watch out does, but. Yeah. This is one of the lines I'm like, they heard this and thought, that's fitting for home improvement. Mm-hmm. I'm an ordinary guy burning down the house. Yeah, that's that's what did it. <laughs> and then they go into the second refrain uh, or uh, uh, verse in a second uh, after they introduce everyone they kick back into the song with lots more energy than the intro uh, hold tight wait till the party's over I guess it's poignant because it's yeah party's the over. party's almost over uh, yeah, yeah hold tight we're in for nasty weather I mm-hmm. hope not, not but yeah. uh, there's got to be another way there's got to be a way uh, burning down the house yes I mean, I, I mean, look, the, I'm an ordinary guy burning down the house. That's that's it. That's the whole thing. And that's what sold them. That's I. I think that is that is completely what sold them. Because like, yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, I. I this is part of. I. I don't know. I mean, I'm not 
I'm not critical of, of that decision at all because there have been so many songs about cars on this show. <laughs> the fact that we didn't go not, out yeah, with yet another country curious. western song about like my drop top Hemi big block Chevrolet, <laughs> like that's this is great. You what you went out with. With the the last band I would have expected them to go with on this show. It, you know, we've joked many times on this show that there have been some sort of tra- time-traveling aspect to this, that they have actually put something in the show specifically for us. This is this is not even a home improvement theory. This is like a grunt work theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and I, like, we might discover time travel in the future, and put this into home improvement so that we would make it through all eight seasons. I, I think that's, I, I, that's gotta be, uh, yeah, th- this more than anything is making me actually start to believe some of the ridiculous theories that we've come up with, because this feels like the sort of shit we would do is go back in time and put, <laughs> and, and put a talking head song into the show. We're making a podcast about dear God. Mm. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, um, I, oh, okay. Let's end it with this question, which is that's a wrap on tool time. Yep. Do you feel like that was a fitting end to the show within a show? I mean, not not really. No, I I mean it's because uh, it's just a, it's a rehash of the thing they did at the end of the first season. So it's like you showed us well, a thing that you've done before. Or like, but it doesn't feel like a poignant callback. Like, I, I, my question too was like, are these the character actors? Are these the tool time associated character actors that we? have been dying to see, you know, one last time as, you know, one last glimpse who's part of the Tool Time family. Are these are these them? It was it was good to see the KNB guys again. I'm glad they brought yeah. them back. It's been a long Sparky time. Sparky feels so, appropriate. Sparky feels I, I would appropriate. even say Felix is is right to be there. Yeah, yeah. And look, you know what? I, I'm no great fan of Mario Andretti on this show, but it is cool that they got at least one of their famous guests back. Don't know why the astronauts didn't show up, though. Those astronauts <laughs> have been on the show more than... Uh... Why, why didn't Jimmy Carter like show up? He wasn't doing anything. Sending a feed from... From the space station of them singing along to burning down the house. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no, but I mean, just think about it. And on, you know, and on the socket wrench, former president Jimmy Carter, and he comes out with it, you know. (laughs) Be fun, wouldn't it? And on, you know, and on the, uh, you know, and on screwdrivers, Penn and Teller. That would be great. Um, Okay, well then, what, I mean, do you have any thoughts, uh, just very generally, I'm not going to hold you to them, uh, of how you would better end tool time i mean honestly i would end tool time by actually having them burn the set down like i would just have a completely different plot line about why like why the show has to end it just is much more fitting that tim does something so big and so reckless that it actually destroys the set i i i'm sorry that's what i want to see i know that the whole plot was that that's not what they're going to do but uh sorry you went the wrong direction even though Although also I would I feel bad. It's like you're you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. They literally gave us a song from our favorite band, our favorite know, concert I, film, I, I and we're know. sitting here bitching about it. Like, okay, I'm, I, again, I want to say this might be one of my last times to say it. Any of the writers or crew members or actors from Home Improvement, whenever you listen to this, thank you guys for making a show that has been entertaining and fodder for conversation. I have enjoyed watching the show. We pick it apart. We complain about stuff because we're asshole podcasters, but I don't. I don't want anyone involved in the show to feel bad about what they did. You made a show that brought light and joy into millions of people's homes. I, I appreciate your sentiment. I guarantee the, the A, no one's listening. And B, if they did, 
uh, their their hurt feelings would be mended by all of the residuals that they are well deserved. Yeah, yeah. Support WGA. I know. Yeah, support WGA, support IATSE and SAG-AFTRA and all the other unions, DGA. But uh, I, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't I don't want to even take the risk of anybody who actually okay. put you know, sweat and tears and labor into this show to feel bad that like, because if I'd been listening to every episode of our podcast and had worked on home improvement, I'd be like, these motherfuckers like the talking heads. They won't have anything to say about that last episode. <laughs> our listeners, I'm sure don't even listen to every single episode. That we and, do. Right. Our right. Friends so. and family don't. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. That is very, very true. Um, but I'm just, I'm just saying, sorry, the, I'm not trying to dismiss don't, your, your very don't, sweet, uh, gesture here. Don't doubt the power of hate listening to things. Like there might be, there might be some, <laughs> some home improvement writer who we irked, who's been just out there listening to this and gritting his teeth for hours every day for every one of our episodes. Um, <laughs> I guess so. Speaking of hours, let's try and wrap this thing up in a reasonable number of them. Next scene, maybe? Perhaps. Oh yeah. Um, we get uh the home. We get the grunt creep. Um, doing a. Uh, I guess he came back from Britain. Maybe yeah. he's taking a. <laughs> from Britain, he, he, from the UK. He was just in Wee uh, Britain. That's all. He was just down to Orange <laughs> County and back. He uh is using the fire extinguisher as a jetpack and takes us to the backyard where Tim is taking out the trash and can't find the trash cans. Where are they, Truman? Uh, well, uh, this is, this is actually, uh, they've been moved because Jill needs every square inch of backyard to set up for the wedding. It's great that Jill is planning a move, setting up a new job, and I guess is also Al's wedding planner because they can't afford (laughs) one of those. Um, but... She should have known the second that Tim asked. Yeah, that's true. This is true. Um, but they, um... Yeah, so yeah, the the cans have been the cans have been moved for this, and Tim is out there and talking to Wilson about how difficult it's going to be to do the ceremony with the fence there, and then they both kind of come to the realization, well, hey, why don't we take the fence down and then we can put it back up afterwards? And they have a cute conversation about it. How, how come we never thought of taking this fence down before? And Wilson's saying, well, I don't know, maybe we didn't want to reveal too much of ourselves. And um, so they pull out Wilson's old toolbox, and Tim finds a shrunken head in it, and then they grab a couple of crowbars and start uh, pulling down the boards of the fence, and Tim looks upon the face of Wilson seemingly for the first time, although that doesn't really make sense, and Tim goes, wow, now I can see everything, and, and Wilson says, does it look any different than you thought it would, and Tim goes, your fly's open. Um, th- th- there's There's something weird... I don't know. Maybe I'm just bringing my own weirdness to this, but there's something about Tim going, wow, now I can see everything. And and Wilson going, does it look any different than you thought it would? That like, it almost has the air of like a 17 year old seeing a naked woman for the first time or something. Like, I don't know. It's like the scene in licorice pizza where she takes her top off for him. Like, I don't know. It's like that kind of like, I don't know. We don't have to talk about it a lot. Maybe that's just my own baggage, but it just, it's, it felt slightly eroticized in a weird way. I no, you're you're not wrong about that. And it it goes to what we were talking about in the intro uh or the preamble uh where this scene is this should be a heavy well, I whatever. I don't want to tell them how to do it, but like I should feel this whether I'm laughing yeah. or not through it. However you want to play it should be one thing, but I should be feeling this fence coming down. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I don't at all. No. And it's because of what you're describing, which is just such contrived ways of making it happen and the dialogue between it. Like, you know, you don't 
I, I feel kind of written down to where it's mm-hmm. like, I know that Tim has seen his face. Yeah. And you are trying to force it like this, this you're trying to force the experience that you want me to have by just describing it. And I'm like, I'm not having it because it doesn't make any sense uh, logically. Yeah. And it- I don't know. I just, there's, I'm not, like, opposed to the concept of the scene of, like, oh, the fence is coming down. I mean, that feels like a pretty good thing to do in this, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and I look, I mean, I'm not, uh, like, I know that I've gone on and on throughout the show about being mad about them revealing too much of Wilson's face. The only people who haven't seen Wilson's face are the audience. So, taking down the fence... The big reveal from it should be us finally seeing Wilson's face, which would have yeah. a lot more impact if they hadn't shown us his fucking face so many times before with like Halloween <laughs> you makeup. Hate it, so much. it makes me mad because it's such a good bit to not see his face, and they keep spoiling it. And now this would be the ultimate payoff. Uh, it would it would be amazing. <laughs> like they're taking it yeah. down board by board, having this conversation, and the last thing is us seeing Wilson's face. Great, amazing. Uh, but no, they don't do so- that. Yeah. I'm going to mention this here because it feels like the most appropriate. I seem to remember, and I, I'm going to pull out some IMDb trivia here to, to support my my cause. Um, mm-hmm. I seem to remember at the end, there was a moment when the, the cast came out and did a bow. Yes. And Wilson walked out holding the, uh, the fake plastic fake fence, fence that we've seen. Yeah. yeah. And then when he took his bow he took it away we see his face for the first time as earl hinman not as wilson uh, you know very theater uh, very theater you know like mm-hmm. i am now putting the character away and i am taking my bow as an actor um i remember seeing that and um that wasn't in this episode i will say i was surprised by that that is i think that's that's in that that extra like supplemental like yeah. all bloopers thing <clears throat> Um, so I was going to say, the okay, this is the bit of trivia on IMDb. Uh, the program ended its eight-season ABC network run with a 90-minute finale comprised of two half-hour shows, The Long and Winding Road Part 2 and Part 3, followed by – so that's that's the first hour, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then followed by a 30-minute clip show of bloopers, outtakes, and scenes from the last taping uh, broadcast consecutively on the same night. So I must have stayed, obviously, I would have, uh, for that 30-minute – clip show after uh the long and winding road part three you know after yeah. this finale on air and that's i just collapsed them all in my head because why would you ever remember a clip show yeah, of course of course unless you were listening to uh you know a podcast that breaks every clip down in great detail the <laughs> the, the bit about earl hindman having the fence up to his face and then dramatically pulling it away because like now you know that is a series wrap on wilson i am now once again earl hindman um yeah it reminds me of a story I heard on the podcast Blank Check, which I know you are not a fan of, but just bear with me, where uh, one of the hosts, Griffin Newman, was in the movie Draft Day in a bit part and was talking about how the actor Frank Langella was in that movie playing a sports uh, agent or something who always has sunglasses on. And Frank Langella stayed in character throughout shooting like he always had the sunglasses on between takes whenever he would show up to set he'd have the sunglasses on he was always wearing sunglasses when they finally wrapped him out like and that's a wrap on frank langella he stood up from where he'd been sitting for the shot and very dramatically removed the sunglasses and put them away <laughs> as if to say it was me all along frank langella 
<laughs> you know, I, I, I definitely have a lot of respect for actors, especially theatrical actors, because that's just a whole other world of acting. Yeah. But there are some sort of like some of those like old Hollywood kind of campy, hokey moves that, you know, you hear about these stories sometimes. And like, I could, I can easily see myself on the set going, I respect you as an actor. This move you're doing right now is, it's not as, it's not landing the way you, you think it is. It's not landing the way you think it is. Oh, uh, no, no, that was in the way anything is. Uh, that was the that was the vibe uh, that I I got from the podcast. Was everyone thinking like I I respect you, Mister Langella, but this is uh, not a huge reveal. I would respect it more with Earl <laughs> Hindman doing it. Um, yeah, uh, I I have another piece of trivia. Uh, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna wait until we say because we're gonna have a conversation about Morgan in a bit. But I have yeah. I have a spicy bit of trivia about Morgan Wendell. Okay, uh, I'm ready for uh, spicy Wandel trivia whenever it comes. Um, okay, but yeah. So uh, one other thing about the about them taking, you know, bringing down, burning down the fence, taking down the fence, <laughs> uh, is uh, this scene had some emotional impact for me simply because I know that Earl Hindman Hindman died like four years after this and. Mm-hmm. You know, so to see this last scene between them and and think about that and think about the fact that they would lose him fairly soon was kind of kind yeah. of heavy, and it also yeah, I can see that. I don't know, and maybe this is a thing we discussed before, but I looked at the um you know I, I looked him up on Wikipedia as I have done many a time, and saw the um you know saw that he died uh, in two thousand three at the age of sixty one. And yeah. then realized, you know, yeah, they, well, they've been playing Wilson as this old retiree, but when the show started, he was 49 years old, which is, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like how, like, the Golden Girls were all played by actresses in their early 50s. It's one of those things where, <laughs> right. like, like t- TV old and real life old are very different things. Well, you know, when we started this show, I was the same age, uh, was it Al or was it Tim? I can't remember. Oh um, yeah, you were the same age as Al, I think. Yeah, the same age as Al. Well, I, are we saying here now? Are we making this pact that in eight years we're going to come back and start home improvement all over again? Well, I know. We're, no, we said nothing of the sort, Landon. I mean, I Is hope that, that the pact we're making right I, now. No, I, I'm again. I've I've made very clear I'm, that's I'm not the pact we're making. Taking the blade to my palm right now. We're going to oh, do blood pact. Okay, okay. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna fuck up your palm for no reason. My palms are very far away from any blades. We are not coming back. I'll look, I'll, I hope to still be making podcasts with you <laughs> when you are here. when you're Wilson's age. Oh God, okay, Landon, you, get, woozy. You, you need you need to get some antiseptic and you need to get a bandage <laughs> and then we'll resume the podcast. This is oh, Landon, what have you done? Uh, <laughs> I just powered of the dog myself. <laughs> um. So okay, have we have we got anything else from him taking down the the fence, or is this yet another Wilson wish, scene that we have no, nothing that's, for? No, I'm just gonna circle back to where I started, which is I wish I did. Yeah, yeah, coulda, shoulda, woulda. This coulda, this could have been something really big. Um, uh, what's the transition? That just uh, oh, we get <laughs> your flies down, and then we get a zipper transition to a commercial. <laughs> only a the only the zipper, only the classiest uh, transitions in this last episode. Just a, a transition <laughs> of a pair of pants getting zipped up. Oh. Okay, well, I'm sorry. One thing I do like from this scene before we transition yeah. out, when Tim is looking through Wilson's toolbox, he finds the shrunken head and hands it back to Wilson, and Wilson just looks at it and goes, "How many times do I have to bury you?" Which is great. I think that might be my favorite joke in the episode. 
<laughs> it's it's a I don't know it's oh it's, it's yeah not a I don't know whatever it is what it is. I'm not even gonna comment on it okay actually actually no and one other thing that we glossed over in all this was a big plot point Tim is talking to Wilson about the last show and tells him that oh yeah after you know after the last episode uh, I got a call from Binford they they loved it our numbers were oh, through yeah. the roof they want to bring me back and give me a huge raise and make me an executive producer but he, he says don't mention this to Jill I've made you know we're, we're moving to Indiana for Jill I don't want to make this decision any harder for Jill or I'm not going to take the job we're not going to do it and mm. my I think my just biggest response to that is like so wait Binford brought the hammer down on you because you weren't doing stuff that was related to home improvement on your home improvement show. They brought in Morgan Wandell to try and make the show trashier and and more Jerry Springery. And now all of a sudden they want to bring you back because you did something that had nothing whatsoever to do with home improvement on your home improvement show. In a in a higher context than or a higher position and more money than you were originally getting Yes, which also doesn't seem like a thing they would offer right out the gate. It seems like they would be like, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. Morgan's out. You're back in. Yeah, yeah, that would be the deal. It wouldn't be like, hey, we're going to we're going to keep everything we like and then give you more of what you like. Yeah, we're going to we're going to negotiate against ourselves and just offer you more right out the gate. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's in the mix now. I, I if honestly. If I were in Tim's shoes, I would not want to. I would not want to take their offer simply because the the Binford management is so all over the place and wants a different thing every day. Like I can't trust these people. These are not equitable partners. They have no long term plans. Hey, Gruntheads, guess what? Uh, we wanted to do this final episode so much justice that we talked for. A long time. Uh, uh, even 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 by Truman and Landon standards, yeah. when all we do is talk for a long period of time. <laughs> it's It got a little out of hand. So uh, we are going to pull a Deathly Hollows on you and do mm-hmm. a part one and part two. This was not planned. You no. are getting... Um, <laughs> we said we didn't have a surprise in store for you, and surprise, we, we, we surprised, surprised ourselves. Our, yeah, <laughs> the, real, the real surprise was the friends we made along the way. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is the ultimate improv move, is halfway through the, the show, just say, okay, everybody go buy another ticket, come back next week. <laughs> That's how UCB makes so much money. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> All of their, their uh, blackouts <laughs> are just on cliffhangers. Yeah, exactly. Um, the blackouts are because so they I, don't pay the electrical bills. Go on, <laughs> stupid. So we didn't re- we didn't uh, uh, anticipate doing two different episodes with this. So you're not going to get two different outros and everything. This no, is literally that. just an episode split in half. Yeah. Uh, so we will pick up here um, next week, <laughs> uh, extending our schedule even further. I'm going to be 50 by the time we're done with this. Yeah. Um, well, I, one year older than Earl Hinman was when he started Home Improvement. Oh, Land, Land, okay, you know what? I'm going to get a knife and cut my hand open, too. We're actually doing this thing, I guess. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, okay, I guess that's it. Truman, hit the hit the, hit the the music so we can get out of here. Yep, all right, all right. I'm cranking, up, I'm cranking up the beats, and I'm putting on my stomp shoes, and I will dance until we see you guys next week. Choo, choo, choo.